Calling all writers, this is a message for anyone who thinks that they can stump Joe with a story. Whether you could write a story that you think that Joe will think is true, or know of a story that's so ridiculous that he may think it's fake, please send them in to allegedly.podcast at gmail.com. And if your story is selected, at the very end of the podcast, we will give you credit once it's revealed to be either true or false. So please feel free to write us your stories or send us a true story at allegedly.podcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back again to the Allegedly Podcast. Uh, my name is Joe, and I am here with my buddy Alex, as always. Rock and roll. Ooh, rock and roll. Yeah. And because I'm such a good friend, <laughs> I'm going to continue the baseball theme from last week, Alex's favorite sport. It's it's almost too good of a sport. I, I actually think it's unfair to talk about baseball because of how awesome it is. So we should stop talking about it, is what I'm saying. Probably. Well, <laughs> and there you have it. There's the Allegedly podcast. There, that's like my editing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Allegedly podcast. And that was the Allegedly podcast. <laughs> now, at least this week, Alex, is the short form. Yes. So you won't have to suffer for too long. Oh, thank God. No. Actually, baseball is pretty fun. Um, It's definitely more fun played. I will say that. It, yes, it, it is fun playing um, or seeing it in a stadium. Watching yeah. it on TV can get tedious. Yeah, it's true. But you know what? I mean, if you have a team and you like you, any sport is fun, you know, if you're rooting for it. Because I swear to God, like I'm not a huge soccer fan. But, right. But when Clint Dempsey was like going nuts at like a couple years back when the uh, for the World Cup. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that was awesome. Like for the U.S. team. That was super fun to watch. Oh, 100%. Like, I get stoked when, like, the fucking Westfield dog show gets in. Like, I all of a sudden get <laughs> super competitive with, uh, like, no, like, that that fucking collie shouldn't win. Look at its coat. Yeah. Look at its coat. That's a pristine breed right there, like. Right. Look how many lineages it can go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, this week, Alex, I just have 10 quick baseball facts for you. And nice. you just got to tell me whether they're true or they're false. All right. I'm Are calling. Wait, ready? hold on. Hold on. In true oh. baseball fashion. In mm-hmm. true baseball fashion. I'm going to kick this one off. Okay. Okay. I'm calling the shot. I am fucking Babe Ruth Ooh. pointing. I'm before I even hear the fact. Mm-hmm. False. You don't have to tell me yet until the fact comes through, but I'm calling it already false. Final answer. That's my final answer. All but right. You, well, you let's can tell me the fact you can tell. Well, you know let, I mean? let's let's find out. Yeah, let's see how bad I did if I missed it. But Babe Ruth, I started fact. That's or no, wait, did I say false? No, false. You said false. Yeah, okay. I'm All like, right. Start off with fact, Joe. God damn it. <laughs> now, baseball players haven't always been insanely high-paid athletes. In fact, there was a time when they weren't paid in money at all. The yearly salary for a for professional baseball player in 1877. Was a year's supply of oatmeal. I might have said that one, but mm. I called the shot. I, I you called, did. I called. And false. you called wrong. Oh, I'm not. Oh, God damn it! Stupid Babe Ruth. 
<laughs> it's, the curse of the bambino they, it's the curse it's the curse of the bambino it's it's spread to you now oh god now i now i'll never get a baseball fact right again ever just <laughs> i'm gonna sweep this one okay well okay well your supply of oatmeal is fucking great you know in the 1800s yeah i mean yeah i guess <laughs> um I wonder if it came with brown sugar or anything, though, or if it was just plain oatmeal. It's just like this tiny cup of oatmeal, like no sugar, no nothing. And they're like, here, you get one of these a day. Right. A a year's supply. Like, how do they calculate out a year's supply? I I guarantee you it was like eight cups of oatmeal. And they're just like, you you don't need no more oatmeal than that. That's your eight cups for this year. But I have four small children. The contract was only for you. I'm sorry. Your, your, Your children void that contract. Can your can your can your oldest play third base? <laughs> how, how quick is he? <laughs> yeah, is he's got this, strong hands. Is he as fast as Hayes? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he hits like shit, but he does run like Hayes. <laughs> oh, oh shit! All right, number two. Do you want to call it now, or do you want to you want you want to hear it first? Uh, duh, um. I would call, I would lean for the ladder. Nope, nope. I'm calling it. This will be my last one. I'm calling. I gotta go for two. One. I'm one for two. Or I'm one. Uh, the own one right now. I gotta redeem myself. Okay. This one I'm gonna go true. Ballsy move. Ballsy okay. move. You sure? Two trues in a row. I have a feeling like you're going that direction. All right. Let's find out. Doc Phillips Ellis Jr. was a right-handed pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates from 1968 to 1979 helping them to win five National League division titles in six years. In 1970, he threw a no-hitter against the San Diego Padres, an unforgettable moment for any pitcher. Unfortunately for Ellis, his memory is a bit fuzzy, probably due to the fact he was high on LSD while throwing the no-hitter. Oh, I do you want to... Do you, do you want you feel good about that true? Yeah, I'm going true. That seems you like a should very feel point. good about that true because it is. Oh, the curse is broken. There you go. Look at it. It only took one more question. The curse of the Bambino is finally lifted. Oh, uh, how's it feel? How do, do you feel like great. the Boston Red Sox now? Oh, yeah. I'm going to call them up. Contract negotiations. Here I come. <laughs> All right. I'm one for one now. All right, I'm going to stop. Calling. Nice. I don't want to get, don't get cursed again. <laughs> All right, number three. In the year 2000... In the year 2000... <laughs> Alex Rodriguez signed with the Texas Rangers for 10 years and $252 million. The largest contract in MLB history at the time. Seven years later, the Yankees picked him up, but instead of buying out his old contract, they gave him a new one worth $270 million. Again, the highest contract in MLB history at the time. But this meant that the Rangers were still on the hook for the three remaining years of his contract. They chose to defer payment of $36 million with interest. So now, even though Alice Rodriguez hasn't played since 2016, he's still getting paid by the Rangers. And if you broke it down to a 40-hour work week, he is making $3,600 an hour. That's $1 a second. I'm going to go true. That sounds like a real fucking fact. And I, I'm i not the biggest Alex Rodriguez fan being used to be on the Mariners. 
Yeah, he did the fucking traitor. Yeah, he's a big traitor. But uh, I'm gonna go true though. I I I feel like fucking contract negotiations would be broken down that way, and and he'd make stupid amounts of fucking money. Now it is true that the Rangers are still paying him. It is unfortunately not true. He's making a dollar a second. Oh, stupid statistics. Yeah, no, it was like there's I think there was like 26 mil left, and so like he's still technically getting paid, but it's like it's like the Rangers are paying off a car loan, <laughs> really. It's like they is it's like they had to claim bankruptcy at one point, so they just didn't have the money. Like, um, what what did he bring to the fucking Rangers anyways? They're like, eh. and then the Yankees are like, meh. I don't know what it is, but. I mean, whatever your feelings on Alex Rodriguez are, the man knows how to fucking negotiate. That's for Yeah, sure. seriously. He's got a great agent. Oh, my God. That's where the money is right there. Yeah, the agent's taking like a 5% cut. All right, number four. Before hot dogs became synonymous with baseball, the early 1900s were a different beast entirely. Stadiums in the Midwest were known to serve full corn on the cob. <laughs> while others served up trays of deviled eggs. And some oh. on the East Coast served up raw oysters on the half shell. What? Yeah, raw? just shucking just shucking down oysters at the ballpark. Oh, I kind of want to barf right now. It, 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 yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Like, I wouldn't even want to do that in, like, a restaurant setting. Like, yeah, not, like, I know, just out in the open and, like, could you imagine just sitting next to a person? Uh, like it's in a it's in a ballpark. That's so fucking gross, dude. Okay, human beings are gross enough. I'm gonna. That's true. That's gotta be true. That one's false. Ah! Uh, no, they did used to serve deviled eggs in movie theaters, and that who, that's kind of where I got that from. Who the fuck's idea was that? At least ballparks <laughs> were outside. It's like my mom ran a movie theater. <laughs> Like, I want popcorn. Well, I made deviled eggs. <laughs> They're like, you know what's synonymous with popcorn? Deviled eggs. Right. Like, nothing says a night out at the theater like a, a tray of deviled eggs. Like, your mom's, like, running a movie theater, and she's just like, you know, there's just a gigantic fridge of leftovers. And it's like, okay, here's what we got. We got deviled eggs. We got old corn on the cob. I have some old chicken <laughs> things. And uh, maybe some oysters, and you don't even have to cook them, you know? Or we could just throw it all into one pot and make gumbo. Your choice. It, you know what? At this point, I'd take the gumbo. I'd could, take, I would, and yeah. it, just put it put it, just put it in one of those popcorn buckets. Yeah. Slurp it yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fucking gross. <laughs> just give me a fucking straw. Just give me some corn, because it's like half a, you know, half popcorn already. Right, I'll, I'll put some butter on it. It'll be fine. Yeah, this is fine. Right, this is this is unpopped popcorn, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what oh. am I at right now? What am I? What? what? You only, you are one for four, bud. Oh, the curse is back. It, it, you lifted, you lifted, and now, oh, it's coming back, buddy. Maybe it's a different curse because I I beat the Bambino one, and that's where I got my one. Uh, now, yeah, now it's the curse of Rodriguez. You're on the curse of Rodriguez right now. I talked ill of the living. You, <laughs> he heard you. He has a fucking voodoo doll out right now. I mean, if we listen to the Legends of the podcast, I'm happy with that. Dude, if, yeah. You know what? Like, I'd take back every hurtful thing I ever said about Alex Rodriguez if he listened to the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'll have him on the show and talk about the curse of the Rodriguez. And I'd be like, fuck you. And then the curse is lifted. Like, I did it. Yeah, 
That's how you lift a curse. You just tell it to go fuck itself. The curse of McConaughey. <laughs> hey, Matthew McConaughey, thanks for being on the show. Uh, go fuck yourself. <gasps> curse is lifted. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Here to party. <laughs> all right. So I'm right. one You're, fucking four. Okay, you, you ready to come back? You made right. an underdog comeback here? Yes, here I come. I'm coming back. All right. There is a rule in baseball that the head umpire uh, has to take the shine off of every ball evenly before the ball can be put into play. Basically, he rubs roughs it up a bit so that it's not so slick. Mm. This is achieved by using a special silk rag that the umpire keeps on his person throughout the game, wiping down each ball in a very specific manner that only the head umpire knows. This is to prevent tampering. And an umpire could find themselves with a $200,000 fine if they ever reveal it to anyone. False. That is false. But the the truth is almost as stupid. (laughs) By pervade the rules of Major League Baseball, they have to rub every ball down with mud from Burlington County, New Jersey. Wait, is that real? That's the real answer. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so fucking dumb. And that's still, that's now? Yeah. They have to rub it down with mud from a fucking a spe- town in Jersey? There's a special creek in Burlington County, New Jersey that they have to use, they take the mud from, and every Major League Baseball gets rubbed down with it. Yeah. What, no, art, of the deal, what art of the deal fucking venture happened there? Like, who owns that Dude. creek? Dude, whoever owns that creek is a fucking millionaire. Genius. Genius? Hey, I got some mud. Put it on your baseballs and it'll make it even. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yep. Genius. Yep. Can't be mud from anywhere else. It's like it's like the champagne of mud. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Genius. Okay. But I did All it. right. I broke you did it. You're on you're on your way back. Well, maybe I, the curse isn't broken unless I hit like what three or four questions. Okay, well I, I I'm doing it. I'm you're, coming you're back. You're psyching yourself up, but take that. <laughs> All right, number six. A minor league pitcher, Jackie Mitchell, is famous for striking out both Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig in succession. Afterwards, she was promptly banned from Major League Baseball. She? She, Jackie Mitchell. I'm going to go true. You would be correct. The patriarchy is a fickle beast. Dude, what the fuck? Some... Yeah, yeah, she was a minor league pitcher, and then like it was like uh it was a uh like um like a stunt like a for uh, publicity that she said she could strike out Babe Ruth, and Babe Ruth agreed, and she fucking struck him out, and then she struck out Lou Gehrig, and then the the mate the uh commissioner uh banned her from playing ever in Major League Baseball. I mean, shocker! Fucking sexism is alive and well in the nineteen fucking fifties. Yeah, shocking. God. All right. No, I, All I'm right. Convinced. I, I That makes Look sense you. to me, though. Three for six. You're coming back. You're 500 right now, bud. That's fucking amazing in baseball. Dude, if you went three for six in a game, you'd be, that's Hall of Fame status. I know. Hey, Red Sox, give me a holler. There you go. <laughs> About trivia. I, mean, I can be your trivia question guy. Yeah, I can be the guy that answers true or bullshit questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number seven. Trading players has always been a part of... Uh, of baseball now not all trades are even some are overrated while others border on being disrespectful but the truly the most bizarre trade in baseball history 
was for Chattanooga Lookouts shortstop Johnny Jones in 1931. Apparently, Jones was such a poor player that before he even played a single game, he was traded to the Charlotte Hornets for a 25-pound turkey. The owner of Chattanooga, Joe Engel, is quoted saying, the turkey was having a better year. (laughs) Records indicate that Jones never played a professional game, so maybe the trade was pretty good. (laughs) I'm going to go with true. 100% bud. (laughs) It's so fucking bizarre, man. They traded a human being for a fucking turkey. About the disrespect, he's just like, hey, give him that fucking hammer. It's more useful than his yeah. fucking player. And then, like, the guy went on, too. He's like, he's like, I don't know. Maybe it was a bad trade. The turkey was a bit dry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just like, dude. Oh. Wow. Uh, like, yeah. now I want to know what happened to that player. Did he just, like, fucking off himself? Because that's, that's the saddest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. There were stories, I heard another one where a guy was traded for a bag of prunes. Because <laughs> he has better, he has better runs or some shit? I don't or know, runs. dude. It was, there's the, like, there was just so much crazy shit in the early days of baseball. Oh, dude. It's fucking great. All right. Speaking of doing great, man, you're on, you're above 500. You're coming back. Mm, here we go. Here we go. Number eight, the dead ball era of baseball. Lasted from 1900 to 1919. This was in reference to how they manufactured the balls. Uh, instead of having what we have now have is a cork center, they used a hard rubber center. And from time to time, the leather and rubber were known to separate. While the leather was harmless at this point, the rubber ball was unpredictable, bouncing anywhere it could, leading to many injuries to players and fans alike. It's rumored that. Uh, over the 19-year period where they used these balls, more than 100 people were injured and up to a dozen were actually killed. What? Oh, this is tough. Uh, I don't want it to be true, you know, because <laughs> that sounds fucking ridiculous, but I'm going to go with true. This one is false. Oh, I want a crazy ball, fucking super happy, fun ball baseball. <laughs> Yeah, no, the dead ball era is a real thing, but it was the balls were so dense that uh, even with like your strongest hitter, it was really hard to hit the ball out of the infield. And that's why they called it like the ball just literally didn't go anywhere. That's why they called it a dead ball. Wow. Is that still the hard rubber core as opposed to the cork? I have no idea. I made that up, that the rubber <laughs> part. <laughs> Sounds believable. Like, could you imagine right. sitting there like. It was a great game. Just you see this ball like, woohoo, good hit. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. <laughs> ping-ponging everywhere. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Well, I, I got one wrong. Fucking Rodriguez back. starts again. Dude, back to five hundo. Oh, shit. All right. There's two more. You got two more. You can bring this back up. Uh, bring it back. Here we go. All right. Number nine. In 2011, the Florida Marlins had such a terrible season that they set a world record for the least amount of people in attendance to a professional baseball game, with just 347 people attending, 60% of which were there to cheer for the Cincinnati Reds. So you, last podcast, you made a joke, because I made one about the Marlins, (laughs) and you made a joke, and 
I feel like you made that joke because you researched them. So I'm going to go with this being fuck. Well, they even have a baseball game with like 300 people. The stadium's open, you know. But then again, it is it is Florida. Fuck. I'm going against my instincts. False. It is false. Uh, now, they actually did set the world record with just 347 people in attendance, but that was actually due to Hurricane Irene. Oh, okay. They still played a fucking game, though, and 347 people still did show up during a fucking hurricane. They're just like, this is great. <laughs> right? <laughs> fucking Florida. Yeah, they're like, welcome to Florida. Hurricane. <laughs> they should just call that the, the fucking Florida Indian Hurricanes or some shit. <laughs> Or, well, look at you. You're battling back, battling back. Here we go. Let's see, I, in let's true, see if we can get this last one. True baseball fashion. Here we go. You All know, right. Angels in the bo- in the podcast, I'm calling the last one. Are, are you sure, bud? I'm, I'm doing it. All right. I'm doing it, unless it's a fucking doozy of a question. <laughs> All right. Jim Abbott, who led the American baseball team to gold in the 1988 Olympics, would go on to become an all-star with the Los Angeles Angels in 1991. And in 1993, he pitched a no-hitter with the Yankees, which is an incredible journey for any pitcher. But what truly sets Jim Abbott apart is the fact that he did it all without a right hand. What? So he's, I would assume, a left-handed thrower. Well, that would be the only other option, yep. (laughs) And then then his glove just kind of rested in one hand, like, on a stump? Yep, he was born without a right hand. And so he would balance, like, when he was pitching, like, when he was throwing, he would balance the glove on his, his nubbins, and, like, and then he would pitch, and then he would literally flip, like, flip off the nub and put the glove back onto his left hand, and then he could catch the ball. This sounds too preposterous, but I really, really, really want it to be true. I'm going to go with true. I want it. Bottom of the ninth. Alex is up to bat. Two outs. Bases loaded. And Alex Ledbetter does it. He does it. He pulls it back. Pulls it back for the win. Jim Abbott, American legend, threw a no-hitter with one fucking hand. He flipped it back onto his other hand. What the fuck? It's really, yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. It's really impressive how he does it. He literally flips it off and then flips it back on. And if you're wondering, yeah. He actually did make fielding plays where the fucking batter hit the ball back at him and he caught it with a fucking mitt. Yeah, but what happens if it hits the ground first and he catches it? Does he have to, like, throw the whole mitt? Well, sometimes he would just grab the ball with his bare hand and not use the mitt at all. Um, But, yeah, other times he would fucking catch it and then flip as he flipped the mitt off his hand, he would hold on to the ball. It's really fucking impressive. How? Why are we not, like... We usually call people, oh, Babe Ruth, you're so good at the baseball. But do Babe Ruth look like a flat alcoholic that hit the ball really hard? Like, why aren't we calling ourselves this guy? Right? No, this is, this, it's an incredible, incredible journey. Jeez Louise. I, I, you know what, though? I mean, his journey was good, but my God, my journey was better. You know? it's. I will say it's at least about the same. Yeah. I mean, I came back. I overcame Deep two deficit. curses. You, you dug yourself into a big hole calling those shots. Yeah. Two two curses, right? And and ten questions later, I walk out the victor. You know? Six I'm, out of I'm ten. A, That's a good day. Six out of ten? I'm a D. 
That's that's passing, <laughs> Joe. That I just graduated. I did it. I want to thank you God it, and my man. mom. Well, obviously they had everything to do with this. <laughs> Whew. All right, dude. That was a wild. That was a roller coaster. That, dude, my heart was pounding by the end of it, but I know it was like I was watching Major League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the Allegedly Podcast. Please feel free to tune in next week where we go back to one of our long forms. You can find us wherever you find good quality podcasts. See you around.